when the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation. Did we miss the flight? No, you just made it. Yeah! They forgot one small thing. Have yourself. I've a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Troubles will be out. Kevin! Ah! Home alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and his elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. Ow! I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Take your shoes off. Why do you dress like a chicken? Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. Hey, guys. Yesterday, he was just a kid. But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Home alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, a movie podcast for movie fans. By movie fans, the bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 88. I am your host, John. I'm Justin. What is with all the faces? Why are you gonna make the faces? I just like making faces. It's fun. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. well, aren't we all? Um, yeah. Well, no, I can think of three people, but we'll get into that eventually. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might have been a bit. That was dark. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Um, First off, Rescue Me, um, I believe he was Max Payne in the video game, star James McCaffrey, passed away today, actually on December 18th, or yesterday. At, he died at 65 after a battle with cancer. Um, he played uh, Dennis Leary's cousin on Rescue Me, that passed away, in, uh, the character passed away on 9-11. Gotcha. And so, yeah, condolences to his friends and family. Andre Brower, star of Homicide Life on the Streets, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Mist, and other series and films, also passed away. He was 61. I think that was a shock. Yeah, apparently he was battling cancer of some form, I think. Yeah. Is Brooklyn Nine Nine still on the air? Live? Uh, no, I think that ended, but I never watched it. So, oh, and uh, Camden Toy 
also known for Buffy, or actor known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. He died at 68. Uh, wow, all in the 60s. But condolences to their friends, family, and fans. Um, fucking 2023 has been a rough year. Not as rough as that other one there, but yeah. It's a... But it was close. I know you were very upset the day Michael Jackson died. But uh, a couple new trailers dropped this week. Founders Day. What you think? Yeah or nay? Looks a lot like Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Just a different holiday. Yeah. Hmm. You love that when you get two movies by two different studios that are pretty much exactly the same. They come out around the same time. Like A Bug's Life and Ants and all those clinky dink movies. Paul like Bart and uh, Observe and Report. Yeah, stuff like that. And to think, like, it's not like there's been other movies. Yeah. Like, you know, movies about bugs or movies about fucking mall cops or movies about Founder's Day or Thanksgiving, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll be checking it out. And then there was the movie IF from John Krasinski from The Office that uh, stars Ryan Reynolds. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty funny. In case you didn't know, IF means imaginary friends. And it, it, it even brought Steve Carell and John Krasinski back together. So yep. I think Krasinski's directing it also. Yeah, and he wrote it all that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'll definitely be worth a watch. Yep. And then we got long awaited and hopefully not terrible Beverly Hills Cop 4 which with the trailer I mean it's got you got Judge in there yeah. Taggart in there I mean it's it's got all your guys but we'll see I mean uh, that's going right to Netflix too yeah it's a Netflix movie it's uh, it's one of those that I'll be interested in I mean I yeah Beverly Hills Cop 3 is not, you know, regarded as the best, but I still watch it all the time, so. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen 3. I know I've seen 1 and 2. You had to have seen 3. I probably did, but I don't remember. It's been a the long amusement time. Amusement Park? I'll have to go back and revisit. You know, my memory's not the greatest. But, yeah, so three three movies coming out to look forward to. What you watch this week, Justin? I watched Adam's Family. The live Adam's action? Family Values. Okay. Liar, Liar. Ooh, Liar, Liar. Yeah, Jim Carrey. I think that's got it. I think that's his best one. You think I so? I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> And then we watch something else, but we can't. You'll find out on Christmas Day what that is, because I'll say what I want. I'll tell them I watch whatever I want. What, I watch what, what? Die Another Day. Die Another Day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <coughs> I'm gonna take a sip of water. I'm gonna take before. a nap. 
watch um, the movie. Uh, all right, let me take a sip of water first. <clears throat> this is going to be a bit. So, I watched that Family Switch movie with Ed Helms. Oh, actually, I watched that too. Yeah, that's right. I forgot I watched that. Yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah, I watched it during it dinner, so it was one of those kind of distracted. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was your typical family swip swap movie. Yeah, I mean the baby and the dog—they fucking made the whole movie. Yeah, but they ruined that a few times. They just made it. Like when they were with the neighbor and fucking. Yeah, well, they had the the dog acting like a baby and the baby acting like a dog sometimes, and then other times the baby was just acting like a baby. Yeah. Supposed to still be the dog, and it just didn't make any sense. But I mean, you can only go so far with that concept before people start, you know, boycotting your movies. And then I watched Sly, the Sylvester Stallone documentary. Yeah, it was pretty good. Talked about how, you know, how we broke into the business. And and then I watched Best Christmas Ever, um, starring Heather Graham. I believe she directed it also. It was all right. And then, of course, after watching Sly, I wanted to watch Copland. That's a good movie. Um, The Sleepover, I believe it was a Netflix movie about yeah. these kids finds out that their mom is like a uh-huh. international yeah, kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then I watched The Fighter. Just felt like watching The Fighter. I, don't... I did not watch that with the kids. No. Um, then I watched Trouble with the Curve with Clint Eastwood and Amy Adams. And then Deepwater Horizon and Four Brothers. I love Four Brothers. I love that movie. You've, you've seen I know. That, right? I've had to watch that with you before. It's a good movie. Um, apparently, they're working on a second one. It's in development. Uh, then I watched Home Invasion. They're going to kill the... another adoptive mother of theirs? And... No, it turns out there's a fifth brother. Um, I was actually going to suggest that as a stupid plot, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched Home Invasion, Rock of Ages, Footloose 1984, Footloose 2011, First Blood, Fair, ha- Havoc, True Lies, Ambulance, The Client List. Training Day, Home Alone, Broken City, The Happening. Then I watched Superfan, The Story of Vladimir. It's on Peacock. You would know this guy if you saw him. Yeah. Very interesting story. I always thought he was Russian. He's fucking Asian. And then I watched The Family Plan, that new Mark Wahlberg movie on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Wasn't bad, and then die another day. So it was a very slow week at work. 
as you can tell. But wait till next week when I'm off all week, except for one day. It's Christmas week, so, you know. Yeah, and I have no plans. Well, I have some plans, but I'll get my movie watching in. Well, you ready to go to Chicago and visit a Kevin McCall? I was about to say eight-year-old. <laughs> I was going to say, you need to be real careful how you finish that sentence. You're going to get us canceled. So, as part of our Christmas action movie month, we are discussing Home Alone. When bratty eight-year-old Kevin McAllister acts out the night before a family trip to Paris, his mother makes him sleep in the attic. After the McAllisters mistakenly leave for the airport without Kevin, he awakens to an empty house and assumes his wish to have no family has come true. But his excitement sours when he realizes two con men plan to rob the McAllister residence and that he alone must protect his family home. Originally released on November 10th, 1990 and was directed by Christopher Columbus, distributed by 20th Century Studios, 20th Century Home Entertainment and Film Flex, had a box office of Four hundred and seventy-six point seven million, and its cinematography was by Julio Maquette. It is rated PG and has a runtime of one hour and forty-three minutes. It is currently streaming on Disney Plus, Fubu TV, Stars, as well as for purchase on all streaming sites. Our cast characters: we got Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, Joe Pesci as Harry, Daniel Stern as Marv. John Hurd as Peter McAllister. Roberts Blossom as Marley. Catherine O'Hara as Kate McAllister. Angela Geffels as Linny McAllister. Devin Rattray as Buzz McAllister. Jerry Bemmon as Uncle Frank McAllister. Hilary Wolfe as Megan McAllister. Uh, the most beloved John Candy as Gus Polinski. Larry Hankin as Officer Balzac. <laughs> Michael C. Morona as Jeff McAllister. Kristen Minter as Heather McAllister. Diana Campaneau as Sandra. Jedediah Cohen as Rod, Kevin's older cousin. Kieran Culkin as Fuller McAllister. Senta Moses as Tracy, his older cousin. Anna Slotke as Brooke. Kevin's younger cousin, Terry Snell as Aunt Leslie McAllister, and Jeffrey Wiseman as Mitch Murphy, the neighbor who mistakenly gets counted as Kevin. All right. Yes, it's a Christmas movie. Yes, this is a Christmas <laughs> I'm going to start off with a question, and I want your honest opinion. No. You are eight years old. You wake up. Billy's gone. Everybody's gone. What do you do first? Probably the same thing I did every other time that happened. <laughs> it happened a lot. Was, you know, my brother would go out and I'd wake up and father would be at work and, you know, we'd watch TV. So <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't forgotten. They just. No, yeah, they were just out and about. 
Living life, baby. Living life. It was a different time in the 90s. Yeah, it was. So. I mean, the, the only real problem to Kevin being left behind is the fact that it's for an extended period of time. <laughs> okay, so if you're eight years old, you're left at home for an extended period of time. What do you do first? Not screw anything up. Your dad would have beat your ass, wouldn't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. dumb. <laughs> that's the so, problem with Kevin. He goes over the top. He he breaks things. He does bad things. He's not smart. I knew my lessons by that age. I mean, he he was smart. He knew where the money was in Buzz's room. Granted, he did fuck up Buzz's room when he climbed up on the the wall shelf thing there. Mm-hmm. But, um. So, chaos of the holidays, all these people in this fucking one house. My first question is, what the fuck did his father do for a living? To Mm. pay for a trip to Paris for... For that many people, and to live in that size of a house. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of fan theories online, you know, drug dealer, shit like that. Oh, yeah, it's something that's not above board. (laughs) But, you know, like... I love the scene at the beginning when Joe Pesci's there as the cop. He's like, are your parents home? No. (laughs) Every kid's got a reason why their parents aren't there. 90% of them don't live there. Yeah, but like, seriously, that's a lot of cabbage for a trip. And then the fact that his wife has $120 in cash in her wallet, like, Oh, yeah. And then you see, like, in the second movie that he's able to pay that fucking room service bill. Oh, so I'm doing something wrong. Why, dude? Yeah, we definitely all are. <laughs> so, chaos of the holidays, all these people running around the house, night before the flight, storm knocks the power out, which happened actually here today. But I was already up and out <laughs> before it happened, sadly. Um, what wh- what are your thoughts on like this opening scene? You're seeing all this chaos and all that shit. I would not want to live like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> like that's too many people. Yeah, my family's small. It's hard enough going on vacation with. You know, four or five people, let alone 20 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, you got Buzz kind of being the asshole to Kevin. About the ah, pizza. he's always an asshole. Oh, it's always the older brother. Mm-hmm. Except yes, I'm sure Chris... Yes, it is. I'm sure Chris... It's always kinda... the older brother. Listen, just because you're, you're the baby always. of the family. No. Always. This is why I wish Kyle was here. He would tell you I'm such a great brother. Yeah. Always. (laughs) But, you know, and the attention to detail in this movie, like when when he he knocks over the milk and they're wiping everything up. Did you notice what got thrown in the barrel? Yes, the tickets. No, Kevin. Kevin's ticket. Ticket for Kevin. So... Of course, you know, the mother's going to send him up to the attic. Do you ever get sent to the attic? No. I didn't have an attic like that. I don't know. See, doing something wrong in life. Wanted one. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love when he's like, when I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> like, why would you get married then? He's going like, to start a band called the Lone Rangers, too. Yeah. That would have been good if he was in that movie, too. But, I mean, like, with, with the... Did you notice, like, with the camera angles at the beginning of the movie, they're always kind of, like, pointed down at Kevin? Mm-hmm. Make but then as, and then as the movie progresses... Mm-hmm. So, let's, let's talk about Kevin McAllister. Uh, eight years old... Doesn't know how to pack a suitcase. Who does it? Eight years old. Well, I'm sure Hunter would pack a suitcase. It wouldn't be closed, but yeah, he'd have a hell of a lot of action figures. Yeah, exactly. That's probably about it. <laughs> but to go from not being able to pack his own suitcase to fighting off two dangerous con men. Make sure I shouldn't say that all three of my kids can pack a suitcase. That's because you. That's because they travel all the time. It's common yeah, nature to them. I know. <laughs> like, but so yeah. What are, What are your initial thoughts when seeing Kevin and? I mean, he's he's a typical kid. Yeah. He's, you know, he wakes up, he realizes they're gone, and immediately, you know, starts. Doing kid things. Eat all the fun snacks. Watch the movies you're not supposed to watch. I mean, he's a kid. That's what you expect. Yeah, he's a typical eight-year-old kid. Like, And, you know, to sit there and watch the movie. uh, It's the Angels with Filthy Souls. Mm -hmm. And eating all that junk food. And... Going in the Buzz's room. Uh, I love the scene when he pulls out the picture. Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. That that was actually a boy dressed as a girl because they didn't want it. They felt it was too harsh to sit there and actually say a girl was ugly. Yes. So. Um, Is it the director's son or somebody's son or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all sugar rushed out, and then you got. Harry and Marv. Harry and Marv, the wet bandits that then become the sticky bandits in number two. Uh, those two are two peas in a pod. What do you think? Yep. yep. You know, They're Marv. in the brain. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, Batman and Robin. Just of the dumb variety. Yeah. You know, uh, I always get them confused. Harry is like the brains, the straight man, you know, perfect role for Joe Pesci, mm-hmm. who was so used to swearing in all his scripts that the director was like, this is a family film. Let's keep the swearing to a minimum, please. That's why you always, you know, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have Marv, the, you know, silly, fun-loving. Lanky dum-dum. Yeah. Like, oh, let's let's flood the houses. Then they'll know that's our calling card. We'll be the wet bandits. Okay, now they're going to know every fucking house you've hit. Like, mm-hmm. And they're going to charge you with a whole lot more money for damages yeah. when you get caught. Yes. 
So they're kind of scoping out this neighborhood. That's why Joe Pesci was dressed as a cop, making sure, hey. All right, so you're leaving? Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Oh, okay, good. Don't worry, your house will be in good hands. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's the house on the block that he wants. I mean, I don't know. I, I As, you know, just a human being, I would be most, most... Uh, questionable of the cop that shows up, you know, of with warnings like that. I don't. I've I've never seen an officer no. knock on a door to give anybody a friendly warning about something like that. <laughs> you know, Generally, it's just to let you know we're on to you. <laughs> yeah, we've got calls of reports, or you know, yeah. not you know, we're just making sure people are safe. I mean, at that point, I would have already called the cops, I think. Yeah, at least follow up. Like, But I think with all the confusion going on, they were just like, okay, good. Sure, yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Um, so they kind of scope out the neighborhood. You know, they think nobody's home. But, of course, Kevin's there. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he he starts acting more adultish as the time alone grows grows on. You know, he washed all his major body parts, whatever. But eventually, John will get there. Yeah, eventually. Maybe when I hit forty, maybe that's when I still jump on the bed, even though my ceiling is fucking six feet high. Let me tell you, it doesn't get any easier to reach all your body parts when you get to forty. <laughs> that's why i got a loofer on a stick <laughs> get those hard to reach spots i wash myself with a sponge on a stick so after robbing a couple people's houses they they do find out that the McAllisters have left they don't know about kevin yet but i mean they they have an idea and to sit there and use a scene from the movie like Kevin does. Fucking genius. First to order a pizza. Yeah, first he orders the pizza. And doesn't let the the guy has no idea that it's an eight-year-old kid ordering. He thinks it's an adult. And I, I love the gag when whenever the pizza guy or the airport van pulls up, knocks over the statue. Yep. But but use, using the movie to keep it covered that he's home alone, like, that's fucking genius. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, he used all the cardboard cutouts to make it look like there was a party. The party and... Uh, with the train and... You know, straight, you know, pulling the strings, making them move and dance. And... Like, not answering the door when the cops show up to do the welfare check. Well, yeah, he's hiding the odds under the bed. So let's discuss the booby traps. So he heats up the doorknob. He puts ice down on the steps. Mm-hmm. 
the torch. The torch, the feathers, the saran wrap. Mm-hmm. The broken and ornaments. The the glass ornaments on the window. The oil, the glue on the stairs with the one uh, nail sticking. The up. tar, yep. The um, electricity hooked to the sink. <laughs> I thought that was the second. No, yeah, that was the first one. <clears throat> uh, the micro machines. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Did you have micro machines? Ah, yeah, lots of them. Yeah. Um, the cans of paint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The BB gun. The mm-hmm. rope over to the um, treehouse. Yep. And when he, like, the battle plan map that he rolls out was actually drawn by Macaulay Culkin. Must be Pretty. nice to be able to act and draw. I can't do either. Do it. Yeah. But to sit there and come up with all those ideas based off of shit that he has in the house, like granted he did, like when he when he goes food shopping, the way he played that off, amazing. When the the cashiers questioned him, but it, during his shopping trip, he got a half a gallon of milk, a half a gallon of OJ, a TV dinner, a loaf of bread, frozen mac and cheese. Saran wrap, a bag of toy soldiers, snuggle dryer sheets, and toilet paper. He knew what he needed. If you sent James or Sam or if I sent Hunter to the store and said, get what you think we need, what do you think they would come back with? What they think we need? Yeah. Parmesan cheese, pasta sauce. Okay, that's, that's probably about it. <laughs> yeah. Hunter would be like, "Oh, we need candy, yeah, sour patch kids, yeah. hot chocolate too." But his responsible Kevin. Um. Obviously, I don't know why he would buy Saran Wrap, but then you find out that it plays into later. Well, that if you have leftovers. Yeah, true But I don't think he's thinking about leftovers Well, I don't think he was thinking of building traps When he made that shopping list Was he? No, he wasn't And then he got to experience something All adults experience at least once in their life Walking with the bags And the fucking bag tears All your shit goes all over the street. You gotta fucking pick it up. So, yeah. Let's talk about Marley. So, they set it up at the beginning of the movie that he's a serial killer and all the creepy old people on the block are always serial killers. What about Mr. Murphy? He was a goddamn math teacher and everybody said he was crazy because you never really saw him. Yeah. When he was home, it's just there was this house. He lived there, and you never saw him. Didn't he live across the street from my grandmother? He lived across the street from me. Oh, who's the one that lived? Somebody lived across the street from where my grandmother lived, Ball Street. I can't remember. Too long ago. But yeah, so you know, he he has this reputation because he's you know disheveled. But but he's out there assaulting. And he the looks like an axe murderer. Yeah, the boots, the fucking 
trench coat, like. But then you learn his Kevin sees through that, kind of like how he does in the second one with um, the pigeon lady. He sees through that gruff exterior. Well, not, not really by choice though. I mean, kind of you know just happens into him and yeah, at the church corners him at the church. So, but he ends up making a friend out of it. That's what I'm saying. Most people would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, on the death and fucking move on their way. But Kevin actually talks with them and kind of gets the feel for it. Like, you know, learns the story of how his son doesn't talk to him. And, you know, that's his granddaughter performing. And this is the only time you get to see her is at practice. And Kevin gives him advice and says, you know, reach out, call him. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely sets up for a... Uh, you know, what will happen towards the end of the movie. So, the family is now, why did it take to the plane, like when she's on the plane, to figure out that Kevin was the one that was left behind? Because it was hectic, and you were running through an airport with 20 people? Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're just like, Kevin. And she thinks she's forgetting something and they determined that it was uh um garage door. Yes. And that's why Kevin says, Well, they haven't left yet. The cars are still here, not realizing that they were picked up. So when she gets to the airport, she's kind of like freaking the hell out. Yeah. They're calling everybody and she wants to get home, but then of course there's no flights. But they can wait till Friday and, you know, she's trading shit off, trying to get switch her upper tickets. Like, I'm sure we'd be doing the same thing if our kid was home alone. Hunter be freaking the fuck out. I think my kids would probably just sit down here and play video games. (laughs) Yeah, mom and dad are gone. Let's party. There'd be no more Nutella in the house. (laughs) yeah hunter would figure out where the fucking candy is but uh so eventually she makes it back stateside she's at an airport they can't get her on a flight and that's when she meets gus polanski right that was his name poker king of the midwest yeah you know poker 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 no there's a big hit in sheboygan um, Polinsky wasn't that his last name in Uncle Buck too? I don't know, but you know he offers to give her a ride home and proceeds to um tell her the story about how they left their, his kid in the fucking funeral home all day. That would be traumatizing. Yeah, that would be traumatizing. Just a little bit. Yeah. Open the wrong freezer door. But John Candy, who shared all of his screen time with Catherine O'Hara, the two previously worked together on SCTV and were good friends, and John Candy actually died on O'Hara's 40th birthday, and O'Hara gave a tearful eulogy at his funeral. That's kind of fucked up. Well, 
Not like he chose it. But to have her give the eulogy, like it's okay, you're giving mine, so stop writing. Mm-hmm. I didn't die. I, I, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for everybody to find out all that shit. I won't give a fuck. I'll be dead by then. Exactly. I totally look forward to this. This is when all the fucking dirt will come out. That'll be fun for me. Yeah. So. So the night comes with the wet bandits. They're there. They're ready to take over. They keep advancing and he keeps fending them off. And he fucked them up. Yeah, there's a few of these that I don't care. They'd have been dead. Uh, and there's there's no no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all in all. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's a kid's movie. Like I know. But it's... <laughs> If you take a paint, a full paint can coming over a banister like that at that speed, oh yeah, right in the square between too. the eyes, yeah, you're you're done. That's that's gonna concuss the hell out of you. A fucking blowtorch burning your head. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> nail through your foot. You ain't walking after that. I don't care. That yeah. hurt. I love that scene when they're like, "Pop, why'd you take your shoes off, Harry? Why are you dressed like a chicken?" Yeah. Uh, so, what was your favorite trap that Kevin sets for the Wet Bandits? Mm. I don't know. That... It, it, I just like watching Marv get his ass kicked. Because Daniel yeah. Stern, just the noises he makes, yeah, the screams he can make. <laughs> Yeah, they're just so good. Yeah, and it's funny watching Joe Pesci, a tough guy from the fucking mob movies and gangster <laughs> movies, and gets his fucking ass handed on by an eight year old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I think my favorite is the like when he, he steps on the steps and like his shoe comes off. Then his other shoe, then his left sock, his right sock. Like the precise timing that Kevin set. Like he knew exactly what their moves were going to be. You know, it just played right into it with everything. So eventually Kevin lures him across the street. Well, he goes across the street to hide, but they're already they're already there and you know, they got him hanging up by the hook on the door. You don't mm-hmm. see those much anymore. No. No, you don't. And they want to do everything that they did to him or he did to them. But first, <laughs> I'm going to bite off his that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Come on. You've ever stepped on a Lego and been like, you know what? That's it. <laughs> I'm fucking. I don't walk around barefoot. And that's why. I don't. Yeah, that's exactly why I don't either. But Marley does save him, hits him with the shovel, and gets him home before the police show up. But, but so the police come, 
They wrap all this stuff up. And they leave Kevin. Because they don't know that he's there. Uh, the, the whole investigation would have led them to that house. But no, because when he called the cops, he said, you know, he gave that address and said that he did. Was but you think that those two guys are just going to. I mean, it, it's. I think, would you admit you got your ass kicked by an eight year old? It's going to come back to them. It's going to come back. Because they're going to follow all the footprints and all that shit. They're going to find them. They're going to know that he was at that, that they were at that house. Yeah. The van's well, still out there. Yeah, true. But, so, I mean, for the story. Yeah, I know. But still. So, Kevin awakes on Christmas morning to see. He, well, actually, let's talk about when he goes to see Santa. Um, that actor, I don't know if you if it was in the credits, but he actually just revealed that he has cancer. And <coughs> but you know when he goes sees Santa and says that he wishes for his family to come, even though he knows he's not the real Santa because the real Santa's busy. That's kind of what we're we're at right now with Hunter. I don't know how James is. Does he still believe in Santa? I don't know. They went and visited him. They sat on his lap. I don't know. I wasn't there for it. Oh, well, you know, he's hoping that his family will come back. Even Buzz and Uncle Frank. Okay. Pause that. Sidebar for a second. Uncle Frank. That guy's a fucking dick. Well, yeah. And a cheapskate. Yeah. Worse than the second one. Oh, oh, way worse. Gary Bauman. He's rude. He's cruel. He's mooching off of his brother. Yeah, his older brother. Uh, you know, which, no, you know, I'm pretty sure brother. it's the younger brother. I'm pretty sure he's the older guy. He would have to be the older brother in that relationship. Yes, he, I'm sorry. Yes, I misread it. He is the older brother. Smooching off his younger brother. Yeah, see? It's always the older. Being the asshole. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's a fucking dick. Yep. So then Kevin runs downstairs on Christmas morning. Doesn't see his family until mom shows up, dropped off by the Poker Kings. And have a loving embrace just to have it interrupted by everybody coming in on that flight that could have waited till Friday. She went through all that and only made home five minutes before they did. And had to sit in a fucking U-Haul. When you're in that moment, you don't know. You know, you you, know. you, you got to be moving forward or you're not moving anywhere. Yeah. Never been in that situation, so I wouldn't know. Um... And then, you know, Kevin, she's like, we need to find an open store, you know. Kevin's like, oh, I went shopping. I got milk. I got orange juice. And they were like, oh, wow, look at, like, way to go, Kevin. And then Buzz goes up to his room and fucking ready to kill him. His dad finds the gold tooth. Yeah. Which made Bobby fucking even more money, that bastard. But 
and Marley reunites with his son and granddaughter on Christmas Day. So it gives you that loving, touching, sensitive feeling deep down in the heart. Yay, Merry Christmas. Woo! But a Christmas movie with lots of action. Lots of funnies. It spawned me, ha ha. Yeah. Spawned many sequels. Uh, Home Alone 2, which reunites everybody, really, from the first one, except for Marley. And was the last good one. Yep. Um, Home Alone 3 was a different kid. I believe he was home sick from school, and people are... Trying to rob. Get his RC car because it has some kind of government chip in it. Yeah, because it was switched with the old lady across the street. Uh, Home Alone 4 is, again, Kevin McAllister, but it's not Macaulay Culkin because he would have been fucking 18 at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Because approximately 10 years later, um, in 2002, Home Alone, the holiday heist in 2012 was a little girl. And then Home Sweet Home Alone is connected to the first two. But the only original cast member to make an appearance is Buzz, and he's a cop. But he mentions how his brother Kevin started a home security business. (laughs) And recently there was a, a trailer that was going around where it's titled Home Alone 3, Kevin's Revenge, but it's basically clips from Macaulay Culkin as an adult, and Joe Pesci is digitally enhanced on a child's body, I think. A lot of people are saying that uh, the young Kevin McAllister grew up to be Saw also, so. (laughs) Like Jigsaw? Yeah, he's basically he's like he just grew up in a big jigsaw. <laughs> Create traps. <laughs> that, the way people fucking tie shit together. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what's your overall Are you filthy from hungry for more? <laughs> yeah, filthy animals. Um, what's your overall opinion of this movie? Overall opinion of this movie? It's a fun holiday romp with plenty of action and comedy for the family. How about the length? I think it's a perfect just amount of time where you get to see Kevin growing, like evolving as a character to enough time to get all his traps to all flow fluidly throughout the movie and end on the high note of the family coming back. I don't know. I mean, they could have kind of cut out 15 minutes by just letting them die, but... What do you mean, letting them die? (laughs) You know, all those concussions and getting set on fire and electrocuted and all that. They could have just let them die. (laughs) Probably would have been better off for them, but then we wouldn't have had the sequel. I know. Where they become the sticky bandits. What's your favorite well favorite scene in the movie? I 
I don't know. I mean, I would say it is when Marv gets like the first time when he gets fooled when he's at the door. Snakes. And he, I and know he that uses, he uses yeah, he uses the movie to scare him off and all that. Yeah. It shoots him in the crotch. With yeah. The movie gun. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good scene. I'd have to say my favorite is like when he just sits down to dinner and then the the, the clock tolls and he's like all right. There's no work, no turning back now. Gives himself a pep talk. Do you think this you movie? Will... If you're eight. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you think this movie will ever be rebooted? I believe you already mentioned that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, alone. like the original. No, I mean at this point you don't really have to. I mean, all the sequels is the same thing: a kid fighting bad guys. <laughs> Kids home, alone, setting traps, and you know, even in the home sweet home, one, they're not even bad guys. They're just trying to get some dolls back. Yeah, they were just neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Ratings. Well, I was hoping for a better segue, better than, all right, perhaps, Justin, what was your rating for this? All right, Justin. Have... <laughs> all right, Justin. What's your rating for this? Movie? Well, for, for nostalgia reasons, and I mean, it's overall, it's it's a great movie. I I I I'll give it a four and a half. Yeah. How about you, Johnny John John Boy? see what I rated it. Gave it a four and a half. Shocker. So, no, I Shocker. mean, I watch it. At, I, I try to watch it every other Thanksgiving. Every other? Well, I watch Home Alone one Thanksgiving. The next year I watch Home Alone two. Then I go back to Home Alone and I just flip flop. Been doing that's, it for seven years. That's weird. Why IMDb gives it 7.7 7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 65%. <laughs> Letterboxd gives it a 3.8 out of 5. Why do you think that's weird? That's how I kick off the holiday season, is watching Home Alone or Home Alone 2. I don't know why you wouldn't just watch both of them back to back. Because usually I'm fucking exhausted oh, yeah. from cooking all day. And I like to mix it. I mean, eventually, like within a week, I do watch the other one. But it's just like, okay, we're starting with Home Alone 2 this year. Which I, so, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Wrong movie, Which, asshole. I know. <laughs> Which one is better, Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? I don't know. Both, both clearly great films. But I feel more more nostalgia out of Home Alone two than I do out of Home Alone. I don't know. I, I like the first more because it's got John Candy in it, which is great. 
but I, I like the, the original traps. I mean, in, in the first one, it was original. In the second one, it was just, let's move it to New York. Yeah, but a, a little different. Yeah. I mean, know, the hotel but... the hotel is what made the second one. Tim yeah. Curry and the hotel. Rob Schneider and... That, that, that was what made that so great i mean the, the traps yeah i mean marv getting smashed in the face with bricks repeatedly was hilarious but the, the hotel is what made that movie yeah i mean they're both great but definitely the nostalgia leads me leads me more towards two you know like i remember life cereal hadn't had in the fucking promotion for it and i can't remember much shit from my childhood, but I remember that. And the Talk Boy. Did you have a Talk Boy as a kid? Yeah. Everybody had a Talk Boy as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, slippity ding dang dong. It was literally just a Walkman. <laughs> that recorded. With a microphone on it. Yeah. They all recorded. You just had to add a microphone. Yeah, this one just had a built in microphone. But, all right. So, what's coming Next up? Next week, after a special Christmas present, we're going to give you our top three to five best of 2023. <laughs> I love causing heart attacks and aneurysms. And all uh... It's so much fun. Don't forget to look under your tree on Christmas morning. And there may be a special surprise from Rudolph. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Yeah, the way that went, I think it was probably fucking from Donner and he shit it out. (laughs) But yeah, Christmas morning we will be releasing a special watch-along commentary for a certain Christmas movie. Christmas Debatable. Uh, and we will also be discussing next week upcoming changes. We've been kind of alluding to it over the last few weeks, but we're revamping the movie bar. And we're getting all new hosts. <laughs> yeah, <We're> getting- <laughs> <laughs> some other fucking suckers. <laughs> but yeah, we got a couple changes in mind that we want to try and. Maybe see if that sticks against the wall. Um, but we're excited for it. Be a lot more content coming from us, most likely over the next in the next year. Yeah, I didn't agree to that. It was your <laughs> fucking idea. <laughs> oh, let's make that a special bonus episode. What the fuck? Yeah, well, the, the once or twice of every couple of months that it happens. Yeah. But you know what? I thought of the perfect thing for next Christmas. I'm stealing it from Junk Food Cinema. A walk-in in a winter wonderland. We just watched Christopher Walken movies all month. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on X. Twitter. At the Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> 
at the movie bar pod on YouTube and TikTok, and at the movie bar pod on Facebook. You cut mine short. You're an asshole. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to your podcast. Well, you can tell them it's under construction if you like. Nope, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on all social media or via email at themoviebar.outlook.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Bye, you filthy animals. It's going to be funny when it's on the next one, but not on this one. (laughs) I'm leaving this in. (laughs) Part of the fun. That's why I said it. (laughs) Bye. Bye.